When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 110 of Bleeding Blue. Last week, it was Snacks and I who were talking about our training camp stories. Today, we are turning it over to you, the people. Good people. Good as, people. The, as, as Bane from The Dark Knight Rises says, wow. we return it to you, the people. So um, we're going to do that. You're, we're going to share your training camp stories. We asked you to do it on social media. You responded. You came through. So without further ado, let's bleed. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. Next, we have Yankees Red Sox behind Luke us. Voigt We're a little distracted. Sucks. Whoa. Whoa. I, I hate that scumbag. He sucks. Sorry, go ahead. You're so you're you're a fan of thicker Luke Voigt. You're not a fan of skinny Luke. He Luke. looks like me, and I look like shit. He looks terrible. Mm. How about that grand slam that he hit the other day? Not good enough? Not please. Yeah, yeah. Not when we needed it. I think it it think it really was when we needed it. And end end of the story. End of the story. We're gonna try not to react to it because if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know I love live updates on a podcast that people are listening to, sometimes very much into the future. This is not radio. No. Technically not. So that's why like I, I would have co hosts even Bob I mean, Bobby did this sometime, does this something doesn't he doesn't do it often. Gives me live updates of a sport that's happening while we're recording a podcast. What good does that do for anybody? No, it doesn't help. And also there hasn't been many sports been played lately, so uh All right, so I guess that's the that's the excuse that that's the excuse <laughs> yeah. that we can give. There hasn't been sports. So so this is how we're starting off the show. We're starting off the show with our our great friend Danny Behan. First of all, Danny, Danny has been I Danny has been one of the best supporters that we've had since we've revitalized Bleeding Blue. And Danny has been absolutely awesome. He's been like telling us his like his reactions after every episode. Uh, and that's the goal. That's the goal. I don't I don't really want a lot of people listening to this podcast, granted, because the things that Snacks says are the things that I say. I, you know, t- this podcast isn't meant for everybody. Snacks. I think that's my whole. So, point. We, so we could, we could, we could probably get sued for some of the things. That yeah, I really, say. really. That's 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 the point where I don't, I don't want some of the talking giants crowd that goes from my reasonable analysis. If you consider me reasonable to begin with, I don't want some of, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't want some of those people coming onto this podcast. So, um, all right, well, well either way, do you want to tell me how I'm going to be a megastar well, soon? Well, you are going to be, well, no, that's soon. That's coming up. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I won't, but I Danny Behan, we want to thank him so much just for being an awesome supporter. He asked a question on Twitter tonight 
And I said, this is a perfect way to start off the show. Instead of having you apologize for something, we're going to skip that this week. You like to say often, you've said it often on this show and you say it often on Twitter, um, that you're going to, that if I saw him in person, I would spit on him. Yes. It's in their face. In their face. So I yeah. clipped the the part of rent, 525,600. Yes. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so I cut. It was, no, it was perfect. It was I clipped perfect. that it was and I captioned it. The, uh, yeah. the, um, the number of people on snacks is if I saw in their face, if I saw them, I would spit in their face. That's the list. That's how many people are on that list. So Danny asked, what is the Mount Rushmore of that list? So what is what is your Mount Rushmore of the maybe the top? We'll go with maybe top four. Is there is there, we'll go, is, there yeah, four, well, that's, that's, is there four or five presidents on Mount Rushmore? There's four. Okay, great. So good. Good job, Justin. Yes, very good job, Justin. Um, yeah, so I hate a lot of people. Actually, I hate everybody. Um, probably goes without saying. Everybody probably realizes that by now. But if you want to give me a Mount Rushmore of people I'd spit in the face, it's uh, it's it's relatively simple to me. LeBron James is number one. I oh, think wow. he I think he's the biggest scumbag in the world. I'd do a lot worse to him if I saw him in person, but I would definitely spit in his face. Well, he would also do a lot worse to you. No, uh, he's one of those guys that I think I can kick the shit out of him. Okay, I do. Like I I legitimately think I kick the shit out of him. Um, Tiki Barr is second. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is third, and Deshaun Jackson's fourth. Oh, okay. Who who is an honorable mention? Because I think a lot of those are obvious. Because I already knew your hatred for LeBron. Yeah, well, I so hate. Who, I legit like. Yeah, nobody know. I hate LeBron. Like I despise LeBron James. All because he didn't go to the Knicks. Eh, yeah, it's part of even it. though even though I think there was a report that came out recently that he was interested in the Knicks, but the Knicks were so ill prepared for the meeting. It's still you still want to kick the shit out of LeBron James. He was never going anywhere but the Heat with Bosch and Wade. Is it like Benjamin Albright coming out with yeah the post twenty eighteen the post twenty eighteen draft report yeah. that uh, we were uh, going to get a million oh, yeah. first round picks? The Broncos, the Broncos were going to trade fucking eight first round picks for for the number two pick. Okay, listen, I hate saying this, but I'll say it. Blow me, not the case. Okay, what LeBron- now I hate I hate that Saquon pick, but. And well, I have yes, to believe it. We both I have do. to believe it. I am believing it. No. I have to no believe way. Benjamin no Albright. Why? Because his name is Benjamin? No, because... He doesn't even go by Ben or Benny. His name is Benjamin. How could you believe a guy named him Benjamin? Because I'm anti-pick. I have to believe that we were going to get a haul for the pick. I'm anti-pick, too. It's the worst pick in Giants franchise history. All right, but that's not what this is about. Who's your no, honorable mention? It's not. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> Because those are an obvious four, or at least the other three. David Ortiz. David Ortiz, honorable. Even even though he got shot, don't, doesn't he get brownie points because he got shot? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on that. Okay. I'm not gonna comment on that. David Ortiz, honorable mention. I'm glad he's healthy. It's great. Um. Pedro Martinez, who's your daddy? Even mm-hmm. though I, you know, we own him, so it, it doesn't really matter if you know what I mean. Uh, Tony Romo, the worst. Say Romo, the worst announcer in the NFL today. Wow! Oh my God, dude, he's terrible. He's so fun. Well, well, because he can predict the play that comes before it even happens. No, because you could just tell that him and Jim Nance have a good time watching football together, and they Jim, make first you of all, feel- Jim Nance sucks. 
they make you feel like they're in you're in the room with them. I don't want to be in a room with them. I want them to call a game, Justin. It's a different feel to a broadcast, and I can really appreciate it. I think Tony Romo sucks, and I think he's the most overrated quarterback ever. I'd spit in his face 30 times over if I saw him. Well, that's what this list is. You're, you're, is. You, didn't, you didn't need to say that. That's what this list is. Oh, you're right. Dak, I'd spit in Dak's face. That's four honorable mentions and yeah, then well, four regulars. That's your fault. You can go on. I'm sure you can go on for about five hours more. If you really five? want to. Five? Yeah. First of all, I can go five hours about LeBron fucking James. Oh, did boy. you know? Hold on real quick, real quick. Did you know? Did you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you know that he's been to nine finals in his sports, like his sports championship? No. You, you didn't know that? Okay. He's been to nine. Justin, he's lost six of them. Do you know when you put the number six and the number nine together, do you know what you get? 69. 69. Anyway, Peyton Manning, LeBron James, the two most... Oh, over- my God. They, they are the most overrated players in sports history. All right. Stop. In history. No, I'm not just saying that... I'm not just saying that to cause an uproar. I fully, from the heart of hearts, believe Peyton Manning and LeBron James are the two most overrated athletes ever. Go ahead. All right, we're, I'm not arguing with you about this because it's uh, yeah, not worth arguing. No, well, you won't, first not of all, worth. you you won't win it, and second of all, yeah, it's probably not worth it because I'm. You're get simply it. you're simply just going by postseason, not not maybe not even postseason performance. You're going by finals performances, finals and Super Bowl performances. Did Eli Manning ever throw a pick, a game losing oh pick God. six in the Super Bowl? Did he? Doesn't even... No, I'm asking. I'm Justin. I'm asking you a serious question. Did he ever throw a game losing pick six in the Super Bowl? Did he ever? Not that I could recall. No, me neither. Anyway. So my point was literally you're basing this off of Super Bowl and finals performances. No. And instead of rebuking that point, no. you you bring up the one throw of Peyton Manning's career. The one, th- the one throw. The, the one throw one that throw. that cost him the most. You you really, really pissed me off. The one throw? You the think one throw of one his throw. career that cost him the most. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What about the fact that he had a shit dog asshole defense for years and was just able to throw the ball 50 times a game and accumulated all these numbers, lost to Tom Brady every single time? Stop it. Go. I, I, this is a good episode. I want to get I think you're just. I think you. I think you just argued why he's the greatest quarterback of all time because he had such no, a dog shit defense. He had to carry the team, no. and he still went toe-to-toe wait, with Tom wait, Brady. Wait, 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 wait. Are you brain dead? Are you brain dead? The reason he has all these numbers is because he had to throw the ball that many times. Yeah, so he put the team on his back. Oh, put the team on his back, my ass. And then when he had to put the team on his back, he lost. Anyway, let's get into this. Let's get into this. People want to oh hear about giant training camp stories. Come on. And I want to yeah, do it. Yeah, they do. They I, do. I, I'm still, uh, on my phone. I'm, re- I'm reading the text now. We got some, we got some good ones. Will um, has listened to one episode of Talking Giants. I don't know if he listens to Bleeding Blue. <laughs> I have a feeling that Will Will's is, and this is at, at twenty at twenty seven, the number seven. He's listened to one episode of Talking Giants. I think that was the Dan Duggan interview. He did not Makes like sense. how Bobby and I basically, I know, BS the first twenty minutes. Yeah, did not like it. I cannot imagine that he has liked our banter on this podcast. I don't even know if he's even listened to it, but he did leave. Oh, doesn't. He did leave a training camp memory. Um, he did. He was up in Albany. So we'll start one. with that. 
So we'll start with that. If you're not on the Twitters, if you're not on the social medias, uh, what we're doing today is we asked on, I know I did this on a Sunday, did this on a Sunday morning. I'm like, we're probably going to get nothing. Um, I asked people for some training camp memories. Snacks and I shared last week our own training camp memories and our own training camp stories. So there were some articles that I read that I wanted to get to this week, but I'm like, but that's not enough. I kind of want more. So I asked the people. To you, the people. Um, the people. What do you have? The, the millions and millions. If anybody uh, used to watch WWF and knows who The no. Rock is, go ahead. Yeah, I know you didn't. I know. No. no. Um, so we asked everybody um, in the world to send us training camp stories, and some people accepted the challenge through the Twitter DMs and also through the Twitter replies. So we talked about Will. Will is the first po- person. He remembers the date and everything because he has a receipt on everything that he, he does in his life. He can timestamp a Willie fucking receipts. shit that he took. Willie receipts. He can timestamp a shit that he took 10 years ago. And he, can tell me, <laughs> he can tell me on August 1st, on August 1st, 1999, exactly when he took a shit. That's how good he is. <laughs> he is. Um, and um, a quick shout out to him. He's a Will's diehard Giant fan. He diehard. Makes, he, he makes Twitter fun. He does. I uh, I, I love Will. Will's a, no Will's matter a good what man. Will's a, Will's a good man. A lot of people hate him, but he's a good man, a good man, and he knows he knows what's best for our team. But yes, continue, Justin. Continue. August seventh, two thousand ten. I drove up to Albany because I'm convinced this is the year Ramsey's Prince Barden breaks out to become a legit bodied weapon. I'm distracted by a guy in a number three jersey making one handed catches everywhere. He played well in the preseason opener too. So let's talk about. The first part of this, but Ramsey's Prince Barden. <laughs> Ramsey's Prince, Prince, mm-hmm. but he's not wrong. Ramsey's Barden was was considered. Um, that was one of Jerry Reese's proto, proto, prototypical, um, like D two guys, freak athlete, freak everything. Had all these kind of you know, he'll put a show like Will said on in training camp and all that kind of stuff. But that guy sucked. Go ahead. He was the next Plaxico Burris. I couldn't be the only Giant fan, and I think Bobby has said this too, where I so believed in Ramsey's Barden just because of his size, by the way. What, 2010? I'm I'm a 12-year-old Giant fan. Monster. So so just because, oh, it's been a while since Plaxico, you know, we're missing Plaxico Burris. We're two years away from Plaxico Burris, and that Mm -hmm. 08, you know, playoff loss probably is still very fresh in everyone's brains and hearts. So then here comes this 6'6", Ramsey's Barden, strolling in, (laughs) and we're all thinking he's going to be, you know, just because a guy is 6'6", that he's going to be the next Burris, and that he's just going to be, you know, Eli's just going to be tossing him uh, jump balls to go, go get in the air. Um, didn't exactly happen. He did have a very good game against Carolina. Uh, it was Thursday night football, and I believe it was him and Andre Brown, my two two of my favorite people in the world. Or- oh if you know God. me, you know I love Orland Starqua. You know I love Andre Brown. And Andre Brown, Ramsey's Barton, balled out Thursday night football against Carolina. I think that was his best game. I think that was like his only good game. Um, yeah, there weren't but- many. But... I can't be the only one. Bobby, I think, has done this too. Where in Madden, I would make sure that I would insert Ramsey's Barton. I I would not cut him because you know how you can start a Madden franchise like in the preseason, so you have to make your own roster cuts. Yep. I made sure I never cut Ramsey's Barton. I started him with the backups. I made sure I threw him the ball in the preseason, and then once the regular season came, I'm like, 
I saw enough out of him because you know I'm the coach of, of the Madden franchise. I put him as fourth. <laughs> you are the coach. I put him put him a fourth on my depth chart every year. Can you blame yourself for doing that as a Madden coach? Because no, um, I it, I was in love. Yeah, you you were in love, but in Madden he sucked too. He was. Oh, come on. What was he? Third round pick? Was that the Hold on. Hold on. Time out. I actually responded to Will on a tweet that um, him and Travis Beckham need to get a beer. Uh, because Travis Beckham was one of those guys that was like an enigma at, at tight end. He was like Evan Ingram. The Evan Ingram we know is what Travis Beckham was supposed to be. Um, that's That's a stretch. I don't, I don't know. He was never supposed to be like a blocking tight end. He was supposed to be a guy... That would be like an absolute a weapon. And he never was. He I had guess, one he had one play, Justin. One play. One it was Green Bay. Green Bay, yes. When we lost against the fifteen and one team, DJ Ware, two point conversion, tied the game, and then the defense let him go down in uh, about, I don't know, point eight seconds to kick a field goal. Alright, well thank you, Will. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I Will. I, I loved getting to share my uh my Ramsey's Barden Madden journey. It was, a, it was a fun. It was a fun couple. It was a fun couple years there. He was a giant from 2009 to 2011. Um, let's see. His best year was actually 2012, and that was the year that. Well, no, his best year. Yeah, his best year was 2012. That was the year that Andre Brown went off. Oh, and then I'm pretty sure Ramsey's Barden had like either like a seven catch game. I should maybe just find it right here. But he had a pretty good game. But he had 14 catches in 2012. That Carolina game was probably 75% of his catches. Wait, he had 14 in one year? 14 catches in one year. Yeah, in one year. Wait, really? I didn't know he was... That was the best of his career. Hold on, Justin. I didn't know he was that good. He was really starting to hit a stride in 2012. I don't know why we cut ties. I hate you so much. (laughs) I really do. I hate you so much. He was really starting to hit a strike. Again, one one game started as in, in his entire career. I don't know why we cut ties. Well, I could probably tell you why, but Sheesh, it's a shame. Um, all right, let's let's go. Let's let's keep on rolling here. Always a giant podcast, John. Mm-hmm. Friend John, of the program. John, yep, John's a good man. Yep. Friend of the program. I mm-hmm. was on the podcast. I have to go on soon. He says, watching Hakeem get fitted for gloves in 2020, well, 20, well, 2010, they had to get them custom made. Is that true? I I don't know. That see to me, I, I I don't know that one. When when you sent me the, when you sent this over to me, I was a little confused, which was awesome. I would love to know. I'd love to have a little bit more insight on this one. It definitely yeah. was also probably a talking point in 2010. Like 100. percent That is not something that fans just see and then beat reporters just glance by it. It definitely uh, there definitely was the August 8th practice of 2010. There definitely was, oh, Hakeem Nix had to get his gloves fitted today because his hands are just too damn big. That definitely was the talking point for a day. A hundred percent. And that's fun. It's I fun. Feel, well, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I wish we had a little bit more insight on that. Um, but that's a pretty badass story. I like that a lot. And the fact that Hakeem's Nick, Hakeem Nix's hands were as big as your ego is hmm. pretty, pretty damn cool. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, like how how can those hands be as big as my ego? Yeah, your ego is really big. Hockey yeah. makes his hands weren't that big. No, you're right. Oh, now, now, now that you're now that you're giving second thought. Yeah, to not it. now. I'm thinking about it. Can I? Uh, just 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 a quick second. Quick second. Mm-hmm. We bring up Hakeem Nicks. 
he was really, really, really good. One of the most underrated parts of why we won Super Bowl Forty Six was Hakeem Nicks. But that man, if he stayed healthy, Justin, I guess we're we're a little bit older now, but there's a chance he's playing for the Giants at receiver at 36 years old right now. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like he yeah. was he was he was that good. That yeah, the, good. The thing, the thing about Nicks and the reason why I don't think he would be playing now, but he would definitely would have played, you know. After after 2015, and he would probably wouldn't have left. Right. The thing with Knicks, and even just the thing with Gilbride's offense, is you. It was rare that you had number one of Victor Cruz and number two is a, a Steve Smith of 2009. Stop mentioning where his name. Yeah. They had over 100 catches. Where right. those guys are the, typically the guys that you can get the low depth of target and the high catch percentage. Those guys last because then you're just running routes right. and you're just being a smart football player in your finding zones. Those guys can last the NFL, but a guy like Nick's, and almost in a way, I think this this values him more as opposed to a guy that can just a smart guy that can just find zones and sit in zones. As a guy who was just throw up throw up the ball. Granted, you know he's not six, six six four six six like the great Ramsey's Barden is, where you can just throw up a ball and he'll catch it. You know the great Ramsey's Barden, but oh, yet yeah, the great. Hakeem Nicks was still one of those guys where you can throw a football up and he can catch it and he can catch it for you with those big hands. And even he was stem. I mean, he was only six foot. I at least thought he was six two. That's actually very surprising. Hakeem Nicks was starting to become relevant in the time where you didn't need a Plaxico Burris. You didn't need a Calvin Johnson, a big guy on your team to go up and get those footballs for you. Um, so he kind of started that. Hey, you can be six foot but can still be a very physical wide receiver on the outside. And that's what he did. You know, yard, maybe not necessarily yard. He was the yards after the catch guy. Remember he was, that, no, uh, I remember Falcons game. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. about to say. Yep. So big yards per reception guy. Definitely uh, didn't have a single season before 2014, before he went to the Colts, where he averaged under 13 yards per reception. That's pretty darn good. That's ridiculous. That's an unbelievable stat line. Yeah. And. So. Well, Steve Smith was the same way. Steve Smith got hurt. Giants last year's career, uh, last year's career, last year with the team, it got signed by the Eagles. I, um, he was probably on my people to spit at list, and he was wow. nothing. He he was nothing for them. It was the dream team. They had everybody there: Vince Young, all those guys. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I know. Blow me. Uh, oh, excuse my language. I'm sorry. That. Whoa. Yeah, I should probably take that one back. That that wasn't good. But no, Nick's. I hate to bring it up, and I'm glad you brought up those stats because he was that damn that damn good. He was what the 27th pick in the in the draft. Uh, yeah, he 2000, was a... 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he after, was a first rounder. A, after Burris um, shot himself in the fucking dick and never, and we lost, we lost out on a repeat because of that. I don't think he could have been better. I just wish. Our training staff was a little bit better. Maybe they would have prevented yeah. an injury or two. Yeah, those 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 ankles. That's that's tough. Uh, you know, you saw you saw the same thing with Bradshaw, where Bradshaw is yeah, just yeah. a recurring same thing, thing yeah. year after year after year. Just you know, he would you you try to get yourself as healthy as possible. You sit out of so many practices. Wasn't Burris the same thing with his ankles too? And that's why he never practiced. Well, he ne- that whole <laughs> remember, that whole Super Bowl forty two. He never practiced that yeah. whole year or the whole play, also- or the last like ten weeks. Yeah. That's also a reason why I say, and I think we we found this out when we were reading Paladino. It was like, well, imagine if Blackstone Bears actually practiced and actually got more chemistry with Eli Manning. Could you imagine? imagine. Could you imagine how <laughs> great it would have been? 
it would have been yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, thank you, John, because it led to this kind of yes. nice yeah, little, so, nice little, little, little segue rant, conversation. Little rant. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Giants Guardian Angel, um, who doesn't follow me, he may follow Bleeding Blue, but thank no, you for leaving a comment because I, I at first I got confused with this comment. It says Snacks helmet swing at Big Will's head. Now I'm thinking to myself, when the fuck did Snacks ever abuse somebody? And that's you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's me, yeah. But then I remembered, oh, we had a football player named Snacks Harrison on our team. Oh, right, right. Oh, wow. (laughs) That flew over my head, too. (laughs) 2018, there must have been some kind of training camp battle between him and Will Hernandez, which I'm actually forgetting about, but that does not surprise me since, hey, you want to know what? Will Hernandez is showing up to town. I got to prove myself. Yeah. I got to prove myself. I'm coming in, and literally the best run defender in the National Football League is lining up right in front of me. And I know Snacks Harrison had a little bit of an ego. Now, it wasn't a bad thing because Snacks Harrison, you know, he's a humble dude in his own regard, but he's one of those dudes that likes to tell you how humble he is. Which is a problem. I So it's a are little, you humble? It's a little much. Yeah. Are you humble when you have to tell people how humble you are? I mean, yeah. Like, wait, wait. Say that you just twist you just twisted my brain, yeah. Are you a humble person? Wait, but hold on, yeah. Now I just twisted. Fuck, you, twi- I hate you. you twisted. Why do you hate me? You twisted it all up. I hate you. you are did you it. a humble? If you have to tell, I did twist it all up. If you, you are a humble person, do you have to tell everybody how humble you are? No, no. Because no. if you're humble, why the fuck would you say anything like that? Excuse my. All right. You know what? I'm going to apologize real quick in the middle of it. I have a sailor's mouth. I apologize. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to hear curse words. I'm actually a really nice person. Justin, please vouch for that. So I, I, I do apologize. I do. But fuck is if you don't listen to us. So Will Hernandez is showing up. He's a rookie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just go right back. <laughs> Will Hernandez is showing up. He's a rookie. He's a guard. He has his reputation of, you know, being nasty. Of course, Dave Gunnelman has already thrown the hog molly thing around, and fans are all on top of that. And then Snacks Harrison's lining up across from him. So it's like, I got to make a statement. I got to make a, you know, I, I have to sh- I have to assert my dominance. Yep. So I guarantee that's how that kind of arose. And then Snacks Harrison's, Harrison's like, nobody, nobody should fuck with me. And then that's how it started. So <laughs> was it was a helmet swing. It was, yeah. And I'm forgetting. And I, I Do you remember I, this? No. Well, I remember seeing it on Twitter. Like Jordan Renan, everybody was tweeting about it. Um, your favorite reporter, Art Stapleton, everybody was talking about it. And I liked it. Snacks Harrison was my least favorite signing that year because um, as an intelligent human being as a, and as an intelligent football fan, I understood that having run-stuffing defensive tackles is really easy to find in the third round. And paying that one $50 million was a luxury, not an asset. So when you have a second-round guard for a team that hasn't had an offensive line in 1,600 years, I was all in on Will Hernandez. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, Will. Hell yeah, Will. Go at that guy. Make your name present Make your teammates know you're here. You ain't screwing around. You're protecting your quarterback. So I loved it. And I always thought, I always thought Snacks Harrison, who stole my nickname, by the way, um, was a little, he did, was a little bit of a ball buster. So 
All right, so Snacks, here's my thing with Snacks Harrison. Olivier Vernon and Jason Pierre-Paul are not as good of football players that they are in 2016 if it's not for Snacks Harrison. Olivier Vernon always sucked. Uh, I never liked him. He had a good... They had good 2016s. Now, they didn't have great 2016 seasons, where I do think that the one of the reasons why, at least, at least Olivier Vernon, number one, he was hurt all the time. Number yeah. two, yeah. Steve Spagnolo ran Jason Pierre-Paul and Olivier Vernon into the ground mm-hmm. because they had like 90% snap shares that season yeah. because thanks a lot, you know, Jerry Reese, we had no depth at defensive end. We had no depth fucking anywhere. But so they couldn't come off the field or so it would have been the detriment. But they do not have those seasons if it's not for that interior pressure and the space that Snacks Harrison eats. But I do agree with you with the whole Giants or defensive tackle you and that we could find adequate defensive tackle help, especially in a 4-3 system. And especially um, that the fact that yeah. our general manager at the time, Moron Reese, I'm sorry, excuse me, Moron Reese was at his best finding defensive tackles. Jay Bromley, Jonathan Hankins, you know. Jay, uh, Brom- Jay, the Jay Bromley, the biggest sack and one of the biggest sacks in Giants history. Oh, when? Tell me this. What, what do you mean? What? Are you kidding me? No, you're thinking of Jay Alford. Ah, shit. Fuck. Yeah. You're you're a fucking disgrace. I can't believe you just did that. That's not fair. I'm right every single time. You could tell me anything from 2000 and I would know it. And I, I screwed that one up. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't mix up Jay Alford, the blueberry, and Jay Bromley, who was a <sighs> solid football player, but did something bad, I think, in his personal life that yeah, he did. was criminal he did. conduct. Well, anybody from Syracuse sucks, so. Mm, this is true. See, I know, I know where he went. This is true. I did not. Yeah, I, I, I did remember that after you said it. So good yeah. for you. Well, well, right. good, good for you for telling me that I was wrong about Jay Alfred, which I'm really upset about. I'm sorry. Next story. Yes. Next Please. story. Yes. Let me get From it. only a giant at Giants only 1925. Good, good Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Great one. Snag that up. When did, when did <laughs> he make his Twitter? May of 2020. Nobody took that Twitter handle. Wow. H- how? Good for you. Good for you. I saw OC and ran into the building for an autograph. Security was yelling for me to come out. Told OC I was his biggest fan. And he said, that's why you got a Jacobs on, though. And I said, reverse the numbers. So I had to ask, well played. First of all, I said, well played. But did he give you the autograph? He said, yes. This is the interaction that happened afterwards. So he ran in, got the autograph. Security was yelling to come out. He told OC, I'm your biggest fan. OC was like, that's why you got a Brandon Jacobs jersey on. But then he's like, ooh, how am I going to play this? He just caught me. What am I going to say? All you got to do is reverse the numbers. Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got a kick out of that. So he, he he's kind of a lunatic. No? Who? The story. Only a giant? Only a giant, yeah. How's he a lunatic? What do you mean, how's he a lunatic? I think he's a smart guy. Well, I didn't say I didn't say he was a dumb guy, did I? You gotta have like snacks, like All right, tell you me, gotta tell have. Me, tell me now. Well, also you just also just have naturally just adrenaline pumping through you every day, always, every minute always. of every yeah, second. I, I wake up adrenaline fueled. Yeah, yeah. You just wake up and just shoot, just testosterone just going all through you. Ready to kill um, somebody? Yeah. Ready, ready, <laughs> ready to spit on someone's face. Yep. But when Twice. you normally meet an NFL player, you have the you have the tendency to want to berate them. But the average person is like starstruck. Eh. You know, you could run up and make that initial movement to say, OC, OC, OC. And then once you are face to face with OC Manure, it's like, oh, shit. 
That's OC Humanura. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> so then you're not expecting like nor a normal human interaction with one of these guys because these guys aren't human. They're they're they're, they're superstars, and, and they're they're they're, they're a lot of people heroes. They're a lot yeah. of people's heroes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, OC is my favorite player coming. I mean, every time. So, side note, OC Humanura does follow me. He does like some of my tweets. Now, oh, I'm shit. not like some. I'm not like some people on this app that like to promote every single time I get an interaction with an NFL player. I try to play it fucking cool. All right. Do you want, do you want me to say names or no? This is just like my point five minutes ago, where I was like, you know how people are humble, but they brag about them being humble. This is me being a hypocrite right now. I'm bragging about being humble, so I'm not humble. But anyway, neither here nor there. You're not humble. I'm not humble. No, no. No, no, you're right. You're, you're not humble. You're just, your ego is the size of the chicken Marcella we had a few weeks ago. So. But my whole but my whole point of sharing that OCU Mura <laughs> story was to try and be humble. But then I remembered you're not humble because you're bragging about how you don't brag. That's not being humble. Anyway. Yeah, it's a, um, that, that's, a, that's a fine line. There's a fine yeah, line a fine, right there. It's a, a double-edged sword. Double-edged sword, yeah. There's also a reason why I don't let the talking giants know talking giants listeners know this. So bleeding blue, they get like the they they get all the behind the scenes stuff. So if I ever came face to face with OC, and I'm not expecting like a normal human interaction, I'm I'm just like, (laughs) and then he's gonna sign the autograph, and then I'm gonna go home and live my life, and he's gonna go home and live his life. I'm not expecting some comment of, oh, you're wearing a Brandon Jacobs jersey. You say you're a big fan of me. How come you're not wearing my jersey? So this was really smart by only a giant by flipping those numbers. Like no, that, it's, it's that line, very smart. And you know, you know what the best part is? If if that's a true story, he did it on the spot. Yes, which I believe him. Um, I do too. Oh, he's a giant. He's he's a loyal guy. He he knows. He knows. Yeah. Um, on the spot, if you're saying if you switch it, it's your number. That's pretty impressive. I would never yeah. think about it if I'm talking to OC Yura. So good for no. all his giant. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. All right. So the next story is at King Hypocrite. King underscore hypocrite. Now, Snacks, if you ever take a look at his profile, his banner picture, not his profile picture, his banner picture is of a tailgating um bus. It has 92 in front of it. It has a red stripe going down the middle, and the bus itself, the tailgating, like um, I'm trying to, it's maybe not a bus. It's a, it's a truck. The tailgating truck is blue. And they have a whole tent set up. Um, it, there's snow in the background, and I know exactly where they are. They're in parking lot K12 or K13, whatever. The, they're the furthest away from MetLife Stadium you can possibly get. Hold and on. I see that crew every Sunday. They're there before when I get there. I don't. I don't get there really early. I don't get there as early as I used to because you don't need to get there that early anymore because there's just parking everywhere. Well, um, well, especially later in the season. Well, unless you want to devour a tailgate for five and a half hours. Yes, I understand. Right, I understand. I know, I know, I know. To get no, there early. no, no. If you're going to the game um, and you're coming in, you don't have to get there because there's always no. parking. Yes, correct. Right. You're right. But I, I reckon when we first interacted, King underscore hypocrite, and I saw that banner pick, I'm like, I recognize your truck. And I asked him, I said, are you guys not in you know, parking lot K all the way in the back, you know, cause they have New Jersey flag there too. They have a giants flag. And literally when you pull in to parking lot K, the first right that you can make off of route three, they're right there oh, and you, you see them. So, you, and he's like, yeah, that's us. That's us. So I'm um, hopefully, you know, maybe we'll organize so I can go hang out a little bit. I think that'd be pretty cool. But he 
He and some of his friends, or his one friend, they went up to Albany in 2004. A buddy of mine was by Michael Strahan getting his autograph, and I was getting muscled and knocked out of the way by bigger dudes, which Strahan did not appreciate, and stated he did not like rude people. So I can just imagine this. I can just imagine this whole situation where big-ass Michael Strahan, (laughs) and this is at the point where before they had the 12-year-old policy at MetLife Stadium, this is now grown men acting like 12-year-olds well trying, to, <laughs> yes. trying, yeah. trying to muscle their way to get an autograph. Yep. And then Michael Strand is just, hey, hey, I do not like rude people. You're Except pretty- he said it with the lisp. I, see, I was just going to say, you're really good at impressions, but you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't put the lisp on Michael's there. Do you want to try it? No, no, okay. no, no, I don't. I don't. But can't you just imagine, like, Michael, 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 and then he's like, hey, I do not like rude people. Why are you so so rude? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's bad. Michael talks a lot better than that. I'm I'm sorry, Michael. Thank you for leaving uh, a comment. I got a kick out. That was another one where I got a kick out of it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I could just visualize what's happening there. Um, Little fun one before I get to the DMs. Randall Floyd, somebody who doesn't follow us and somebody who doesn't even follow any Giants account. This is just one of those random internet trolls, but I did get a kick out of this because I posted a video this morning of of like giving context of some of the questions that I wanted. And when I talk snacks, I bob my head. You do. You do. I'm and this even happens if I'm presenting, if I'm presenting something, I like to talk with my hands. I don't just sit here and blah, 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 blah. I think part of what makes, I think, me exciting is that I try to provide energy. So I'm moving and I'm bobbing my head and I'm talking with my hands. So Randall Floyd, probably not even this person's name. Does anyone <laughs> in the world shake their head when they talk as much as you? And no, the answer is no. No. I think that's one of my best qualities, though. Yeah. So let's get to the DMs. Well, well can you, you should probably read the replies to that tweet, too. Oh. Justin is sexy as fuck. That's what you commented. I did. You are sexy. You, you are sexy as fuck, Justin. You really, right. you are. You're a good looking man. So I'm gonna go to this story first. Now, Leo Dugan, at Leo P Dugan one. Leo has been a listener of Bleeding Blue. He's one of the OGs. Loyal guy since last summer. Now, snacks. I do have to admit. Tell me. One of the first interactions that I had with Leo is that he does not like the cursing. Shit. Now, David and I, we did it sometimes, but since, you know, David, you know, David's kind of taken a different role with us. I've taken it to an onslaught. I know. And Leo doesn't like it, but Leo still listens despite that. And Leo is, right. I, I, I consider, I consider Leo to be a, a very close friend of the program. I absolutely love Leo. I would, that, I would give an insignificant body part for Leo Dugan. You've been telling yourself you're going to do that for a lot of things. All right, Leo. Yeah. Leo. I'm running out of body parts. <laughs> you're running out of body parts. Right. Exactly. Leo, I'm going to tell you right now, um, we didn't have where Snacks apologizes tonight, so I'm going to do it right now. And I'm 100% positive I did this like two weeks ago. Maybe not to Leo himself, but I will call Leo out right now. Leo, thank you for always listening. Thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for being a Giant fan. I apologize for cursing like a sailor. I really do. I um I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of emotions, and sometimes I don't understand how to process words in my brain that 
will come out of my mouth. It just comes out. So I apologize. And I want you to know that I do love you. And I will be better. So please keep listening. I'm sorry, Leo. And I love you. Boom. So so Leo DM Dustin said, hey, just listen to Bleeding Blue. I remember Pace University in 1976 watching practice and very impressed by a rookie at camp, Harry Carson. He looked cut out of granite. It made me a Carson fan. Also remember taking my son to FDU. I'm guessing that's fairly Dickinson University. Every year, we had a great conversation with Rodney Hampton. Hell of a player, but even better person. And then he said to take care at the end. So Snacks, here was like my thing. So... Leo, Leo was either growing up or, you know, he was, you know, maybe already in his 20s. He was a stud in his 20s. Um, and he was, you know, he grew up watching like, oh, here's just Harry Carson running around in camp. Here's Lawrence Taylor, Harry, Con- Harry Carson, uh, Gary Reasons, Carl Banks, just running around in camp, going sideline to sideline, making plays and actually watching training camp back in the 70s while it was dangerous. <laughs> It was, <laughs> yeah. While it was dangerous, it yeah. was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine, you know. Obviously, we got to grow up with watching, and especially you going to Albany, you got to see Strahan for a little bit, but you definitely got to see some Tuck, OC, yep. and those defensive lines. JPP, yep. even when he was a, you know, an amazing athlete early in his career with Blow the his Giants, hand off, yeah. You got to see those athletes as defensive linemen. But I think just ima- I can't even like imagine growing up and going to camp. Okay, I'm gonna see Lawrence Taylor today. Like that's that's just insane. You know, obviously seeing him in a game and seeing the highlights, different story. But practice is where, you know, guys work on their crafts, guys are working hard. Great legends and Hall of Famers like Carson, like Lawrence Taylor, borderline Hall of Famers like Carl um like Carl Banks. They're working on their craft and they're working just as hard in practice. And you're seeing everything. You're seeing everything. Yep. And it, being at a game and watching a highlight tape doesn't do the speed of the game justice and mm-hmm. doesn't do the pure talent and strength and speed that these football players play with. You know, not watching all those things, it doesn't do it justice compared to when you're actually there and when you're sitting in a stance and you feel like you can you can literally yell their fucking names and they'll turn to you. Yep. So that's Awesome. It, I am it, it, so it, jealous of Leo. Yeah. I, I. You know what? I am too. And especially the way you put it. Like, I can't sit here and tell you how unbelievably excited and the goosebumps and the tears I would cry to watch Lawrence Taylor. First of all, in, in a game action. Second of all, in practice, he definitely dominated. And me and you talked about it on the phone before before we got on uh, before we got on tonight. We we saw a great defensive line, did we not? Yes. What position group, mid eighties to the early nineties, was the Giants' calling card? It was linebackers. Yes. And then I'm I'm guessing what hasn't been the calling card recently. You did very well, Justin. You linebackers. Did very well. Yes, linebackers. And the fact that we had three Hall of Famers, Carl Banks is a Hall of Famer. Sorry. Um. And one There's of, a chance he could be. Uh, he should be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. Part of the old decade team yeah, in the 80s. he should be a Hall of Famer. And the fact that one of them is the greatest football player of all time. I don't, don't you come at me with Jerry Rice. Don't you come at me with nobody. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football player ever. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. 
there there Who? may have not been a quote unquote edge rusher three four system. I, I I'm not gonna say never, but oh. it probably would have taken a longer time if it wasn't for Lawrence Taylor. Why must you look at the worst side of everything? No, I'm saying. Did you that watch the Blind Side? What 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 did Sandra Bullock say? Okay. No, you're not the understanding t- my point. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just getting no, because Maybe I I'm said, getting angry on purpose. Go ahead. No, go ahead, I go said ahead. that there wouldn't be like a 3-4 system because Lawrence Taylor wasn't a defensive end. He was a linebacker. Fair. He was an edge yes. rusher. Yes. So I'm I, my okay. whole point is that he changed the game the whole because game. they're probably I don't know. You can maybe even debate that would there be a 3-4 system where you have edge rushers instead no. of 300-pound defensive linemen on the end. Right. Right. And good point, and I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. You I interrupted. Got so mad at me. I, I did. Well, I just get mad because I never actually watched Lawrence Taylor. I just I know my psychotic father tells me all the time. Every time, every time on Sunday in the fall when we watch Giants football, well, he's not Lawrence Taylor. It's not no shit. He's not Lawrence Taylor. This off season, I started to watch. There's full games on YouTube. There's yeah, full games. I I need so, to, I need to go back. Yeah, I know. I started I know. to watch and just. The way, and you you know how the cliche uh, an announcer thing of the way that he impacts a game of, you know, even if he's not doing something in the box score, how he's making an impact on the game and a lot, a lot, a lot of, yeah, yeah. that's true. And you can see it. Teams would yeah, not that, that's run. That's your Leonard Williams thing. Oh. Teams would not run. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> teams would not run to that side of the football field where he would be. Nope, nope. So and then you would have to okay, good luck. You have to run to Carl Banks. Harry Carson would be chasing you down. You know some of these good defensive linemen that we had too. They would help out. So you know I love G- Gary Reasons was also a hell of a football player too. I don't know if you ever heard. I don't know if you ever um, saw that hit that he had at the goal line. Oh. It was snowing. Oh, against the Broncos. Football porn. Football porn. It's, again, one of those things where it's like. You look at it now, and especially with our awareness about concussions, it's like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, that guy's dead. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But it's also like, that's football. But football, is a, it's it's a barbaric sport. So, it is. Uh, Leo, it thank is. you for sharing. Um, yeah, uh, Leo, shout out, la- sh- shout out Leo, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. So, next, we're going to jump to main man Chris at Chris Kennedy underscore 25, August 22nd, 2018. I have a season ticket. Um, I have some season tickets in section 213. We're in a club spot, so we get access to practice, but staying with the media and families. Uh, they got to meet a lot of players with some really, they got some really cool pictures. Um, they met a lot of them and got some things signed. So he took a picture of Saquon, mm-hmm. took a picture of Evan Ingram, um, and got some nice things signed. So Chris, uh, so Cr- I think Chris was subtly flexing on me that he got to do that. Cause it wasn't even like a story. In a sense, of, oh, yeah. In a sense, of, oh, yeah. like. Saquon said this. I had this little. I I told Evan Ingram, "Hey, uh, I remember that story of how your sister would get Division One college offers before you did because she's a college basketball player." <laughs> ha ha ha! Bump the elbows with him a little bit. No, Chris was just like, "I got to meet him. I got a lot of signatures. Why I was not? hanging with the media. Flex on you." <laughs> so, no, that, I love that, you, Chris. That, yeah, yeah, Chris. Chris, you're a good man. That's a good story. Thank you. Good pictures too. Looking at it now. Yeah. Good, yeah. p- good pictures. Um, All right. Now, this is we have two stories left, Snacks. So let's bang this out. We got two stories left. All right. Well, this is well, this is just a Giants fan podcast. One of my biggest regrets. He's from out west. 
one of my biggest regrets is when I was out west pre-corona in December. I was out west for a, a Shania Twain concert. Yes, judge me. Uh, <laughs> love Shania Twain. Favorite woman in the entire world. I was out west for a couple days, and it was my one of my biggest regrets is not being able to get together with Justin Giants fan podcast. He was hitting me up saying, oh, you know, exactly. oh, when are you going to be around? You know, the one night that he was available was the Shania concert. That's one of my biggest regrets. I hope you get to make it out to a Giants game post-corona because I think, honestly, no matter where you're from, I think you need to, like, enjoy the little things. I'm not going to tell you how to live. That's, that's kind of me telling you how to live your life. I don't oh, want to tell you how to live your life. But yeah, I think I know, I know what you're saying. Yes, go ahead. Go like, ahead. you're you're going to want to enjoy, like, the little things. So, you know what? Maybe, maybe a traveling trip to see your favorite football team that we all bleed blue for, no pun intended. It may cost a little bit, but, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it because... You never know. It's like this has been taken away from us for an entire year. You got. You never know when when life's gonna you know th- uh, squirt lemons in your eye instead yeah. of give you lemons. Life's so, already, life's already done that to me. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They, squirting they, lemons in your eye. Yeah, they they took games away from me. So. You 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 squirt lemons in your eye every day anyway. Yeah. Um, no. I'll, I listen. Trust me. I won't get into. <laughs> I won't get into what I would do. But yeah. Go ahead. You won't. You won't get in. You won't get into your morning routine. No. But just a Giants fan <laughs> podcast. If you ever make it out. If you ever make it out, we're also in a fantasy league with them snacks. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I, you know, I was gonna ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. You know that fantasy. Yep. You're representing Bleeding Blue, and I'm yes. representing Talking Giants. Perfect. Um, so he's in that fantasy league. So we'll 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 uh shout out our fantasy league. We we will update. We we should update that. Uh, if there's a football season, which there won't be, we will update our Giants Twitter fantasy football league. Boom. Yes, we'll do it. All right, so here's the story. Camp story for the mailbag. In 2013, I finally managed to take time off from work to go to a few camps so I can get signatures from a few of my dad's favorite current players on a single ball for his birthday. He had a sports memorabilia room packed with New York sports stuff, and I wanted to add to it. I made it a point to get one of those white footballs explicitly made for signatures and everything. Very important. That is huge. Very, very important. I'm Mm -hmm. actually looking. I have the same kind of football in my room right now and that's a very very good decision so good good job on getting that white football near the end of camp i think i had gotten Cruz, nicks jacob snee deal roll and a bunch of these guys that they're still there from the 2011 super bowl team to sign without issue i finally managed to get there on the day where eli would be signing so me and my buddy dan headed down to jersey from long island watched practice and had just a grand old time just shooting the shit after an hour of stiff ar- stiff arming five year olds and getting dirty looks from parents, y- you have to. If you have that ball, if you have that ball with Cruz, Nick, Jacob, Snead, Deal, Roll, and a bunch of the guys from the 2011 Super Bowl team, you, I, I, it doesn't matter. So, especially if it's for free, you're not going to an autograph. Show. <laughs> yeah. Eli finally gets over to me, grabs the ball without looking, and signs it. Mission accomplished, right? Well, good old Eli sees all of the singers on the ball, looks up. Sees I'm some random college age adult, smiles like he does, and he must have thought I was trying to sell it because he hands off the ball to Eric goddamn Herman for his <laughs> signature. Completely killed the value of the ball, but dad got a kick out of it anyway. So then I DM'd him back because this wasn't just one of those things where I was like, all right, thanks for the thanks for the story. I'll read it on the episode. I was like, do you really think that Eli did it on purpose? No. And his response was, Man, I have to believe it. I have to believe it. 
because <laughs> of because of all that hard work that you go yeah, into. Yeah, you do it all. That yeah, ball. and yeah. I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what, because I replied to him and snacks. You've seen some of my memorabilia collection. I have. It's a great. It's you know what? It's a terrific memorabilia collection. It is. It is. And you've only seen some of it because I've moved houses a couple times, and I'm in an apartment now. I used to live in a house. Um, where I could display everything. I just don't have the room for it now. Right. So it's in, you know, and I have, still I kind of have it stored. Even to this day, it's still awesome. So I can't imagine yeah, so, full display. Go ahead. Yep. So I went to a lot of autograph shows going up and I learned from my father to be very, very particular about, especially if you're spending money in an autograph show. So this is not like you go to Giants training camp and, you know, they sign a mini helmet with a Sharpie, which I, I that makes me want to hurl. Because why are you putting black Sharpie on a dark blue? You don't, I would, if I was, if I was at Giants training camp, this is why I never really cared to get signatures anyway, because I would have to come with my particular pen, not, not even a pen that they use. No. And and we even did this at the autograph shows. Even if they have one of those silver pens that, you know, that smell really good. One of those silver pens that you can smell delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, they show up nice on the, the dark blue Giants helmets I'm like, no, you have to use this pen. Yeah. We would make them change pens, which, by the way, post-COVID, I don't know if they're doing that now, if they're taking, um, which that would be a problem. God forbid that that, that, that smears, I would lose my shit. Yes. Yeah, sm- um, smears and COVID, COVID alone, I, I, I don't think many people are seeing athletes. So, yes, go ahead. Yeah. So... I would be so particular about when I go to autograph shows and you you're particularly because you're paying hard money for it and you have the intention of getting it on display. Right. When you're going to a training camp, I think that is so rare. Like you have that football and a football is not very big, so you can't really fit a ton of signatures on it. So you're batting a thousand, like just a giants fan podcast is you're batting a thousand, but getting all these signatures, all these starters from 2011 and then Eli gets it. Finally, you're thinking this is finally the end of it. And Eric goddamn Herman signs it. That's that's the that's the icing on top of the cake. Do you know how for that football? Do you know how pissed I would be if Eric goddamn Herman signed the football after everything? I don't even know who that is. Is that a lot? I feel like he's a backup lineman. You know, Justin, I know literally every player from the last 20 years and I have no idea who that guy is. Actually, I think he was an offensive lineman. But you're right. You're right. And I will tell you right now, Justin has the best collection of autographs, all these kind of things. My most prized possession, and I'm showing Justin right now on Zoom, uh, it's an autograph football of about 15 of the Super Bowl 42 players. Mm. And Tyree, that Tyree's right there. You see it? You see Tyree? You put that in a case? Uh, no, I, I better put it in a case. All right, well, um, I'm gonna tell you something sick. I'll buy you a case. Uh, if you buy, if you buy me a case, I'll put it in. Um, but a little six story. Uh, you don't tell me you played catch with it. No, no, no. I thought you were about to tell me a six story. That would have made me sick. Uh, no, the six story is um about eighteen or twenty times I have fallen asleep with this in my hand. Okay. So. Well, also the thing, the thing that is sick because what if like do you are do you like sweat in your sleep? 
Do you do your hands get moist? Of course I do. You should check out. You should check. You should check out my pillows. Nobody drools more than I do. Oh my god! And you're drooling. Your your hands are moist, and you're drooling on the football. Yeah, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, legitimately. That's bad. Eric Herman drafted in the seventh round of the 2013 draft. Only pl- played in 2014. Um, don't even know if you saw a single snap. <laughs> what position did he play? He was a guard. What did I say? Offensive line. Boom. Huge. I said it first. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No. I said probably offensive lineman. Check the tape. Yeah, but you um, said probably. I said I think. I I think is more prominent than probably. That's that's false. <laughs> that's false. All right. Um, we have one more story left. Yes. And I left I left him for last because I know that he would be listening. <laughs> so uh, well, no, he already got a shout out in the beginning of the podcast anyway. Do you want to share it? You have it. My favorite camp story. Back in 2011, he used a lot of... Danny, you used a lot of periods, bud. Anyway, that's fine. Right after the lockout, Justin Tuck tweeted out that he would sign autographs for, for every fan who was at the first practice. He was a man of his word from what I saw firsthand. I still have that autograph photo hanging up at my house. Do we think that there's going to be a Giants player next year that would do this? Like a Saquon or, I don't know, like uh, maybe a Sterling Shepard that would say, I'm going to sign every single, maybe not even just kid, I'm going to sign every single fan's autograph. Yeah. uh, First practice. No. No. No? No. I will, Saquon maybe. And well, Saquon. Here's the thing: if Saquon were to do that, there would be a riot. There would be too much. Yeah, there would be. Too- so it's kind of like a lesser guy. So what about? Um, see Dalvin Tomlinson doing that? I, you motherfucker! That oh, excuse my language. I'm sorry. That's exactly who I was going to say. Dalvin McKinney, Tomlinson. McKinney's ah, uh, McKinney seems to be ah, like a man of the people as well. Ah. He hasn't played a goddamn down in the NFL, Justin. No, I'm I'm saying I'm thinking I'm just thinking of like personable guys on the Giants right now, and I think McKinney would be a guy to do that. Yeah, you're right. Andrew Thomas seems like a personal guy too. No, Andrew Thomas, I don't know how much He better not be a personable guy. He better not don't inter- Andrew Thomas, I know you're listening. Don't listen to the fans. Don't listen to anybody. Just God damn it, study your film and block every single human being in front of you. Every time. Dominate the, dominate them, and then when they're on the ground, put your goddamn cleat in their throat. Kill them. Go ahead. I don't know how much of a personable guy he is. He's, I think he's tremendously smart. I think he's a machine, dude. No, no meaning like he just cares about football. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we were talking with uh, Keenan Forney. Yeah, yep, great interview on Talking Giants, yep. Yeah. I love that interview. And, um, you know, we got a lot of the looks into, like, how he works as a football player. Yeah. But even just reading, like, he plays music. Yeah. I think he's one. And then I even uh, was reading some articles about, how, you know, how he was leading Georgia during, like, halftime speeches and mm-hmm. stuff like that to get the guy to get the guys together. I don't know how much of, like, a personable guy he is. I think he may be just, he's a tremendously smart guy. I can imagine he's a nice guy. But there are just some people that are like, I'm not going to thrive signing hundreds of people's autographs. I'm not going to thrive in that environment, yep. um, which I don't blame him. And of course, and there's, there's a big difference between being personable and being right and, and signing 1,200 autographs. 
Um, The only reason Saquon Barkley was drafted, shout out Will, was to sign autographs for fans at training camp. So, you know. Oh, wait. Speaking of Keenan Forney, breaking news. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. No, no, no. Justin, don't give me some bullshit fucking breaking news. Just tell me. No. Speaking of Keenan Forney, he just replied as we're about to wrap up. He he just replied, me and our linebacker, Keith Brooking used to fight every year for about three years in a row till we signed a peace treaty. No way. He... And that's what? what he... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you serious? That's what he said. He just replied to Justin Panic and Bleeding Blue from the from the tweet that I put out this morning. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. That's so funny how we were just talking about him. Literally, um, literally like, what, 10 minutes ago? Not even? Yeah. No, f- five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, five seconds ago. Oh, that's so unbelievable. That's, a, that's an awesome story. So they That is Keith fantastic. Brooklyn, they used to fight. So he has to not just be saying like fight like get in their face. No. They had to physically fight. Wait, 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 wait. He said Keith Brooking, right? Like the old yes. Titans linebacker. Not Keith Bullock. Oh, because I yeah, I have a I have a story about Keith Bullock. Yeah, I know. You've already told that story how you yeah. berated him. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So this is Keith Brooking, very Brooking, different. yes. Big time different. Yep. Tomato, yep. tomato, but still very different. Tomato, tomato, yes. Uh-huh. I understand. I know. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. That's hysterical. And, it, you know, it's perfect timing that he tweeted it as we're, yeah. as we're wrapping up. Wow. So they had to sign a tree. Wow. Ima- imagine. Who who was the facilitator of that? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Offensive line coach? It had to be just like a player thing. No coaches involved. No, that's a player thing. That's a player thing. Or, or were the coaches just like... This is enough. I feel like this has been happening for three years. I this fe- needs to stop. Yeah. Well, also, they could have just said, <laughs> okay, this has been happening for three years. Just do it. Just get it over with. You know? Like, just or go just fight. Beat, to the death. Right. Just go beat the shit out of each other and go do it. No, wow. they didn't. I think I think there was two alternatives. The coach, it's either players or coaches were like, one, you fight to the death. Or yeah. two, you sign a treaty and you never speak to each other ever again. So I I, I kind of want to reply to him and be Not yet. I, I need more answers to this. I have so many questions. You know what? Is is his DMs open? Um, no, but he we follow each other. So, so I So wait, how is his DMs are not open if it, if you follow each other? Because because if you have a certain I, you can choose to close your DMs. So I'm looking at him from the bleeding blue account right now and I can't DM him, but if I go to my account because we follow each other, I can DM him. So DM him there and be like, or take a screenshot of the tweet. No, that I'm just... gonna, I'm gonna reply to him. All right, you know better than me. You know better than me. Yeah, I'm good. There's no need to slide into the DMs when he replied to a tweet. You're better. You know better. There's no need for that. You know better than me. What I tell you? What did I just say? Snacks. You know what's crazy? <laughs> tell me. I have. Three, I have five extra stories that we didn't get to. Now, I don't think I'm going to read them. Maybe, maybe we'll do some. Uh, we could. We, maybe we'll do some social media posts. I was them. just going to say we um, could. We could put them on. We could put them on the Twitter. We'll spin it for content, but yeah. Hey, you know, we we I still had some extra ones in the book. Um, they were even going back to Fordham. There were some YA Tittle stories. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. So I. I had some. We had some crazy things. Oh, wait, uh, I didn't see crazy that. things planned, but it was from an article. Oh, okay. It, okay. it, it wasn't. Uh, okay, okay. Wasn't any. Wasn't anybody that DM'd us. We got all of the DMs. We got, got all of the replies done. So thank you very much. Literally, everybody on a Sunday 
and Bleeding Blue, you know, I know Bleeding Blue, we're not really posted on social media a lot. This is kind of just like a little bit of a passion project right now. Um, you made this episode, so thank you. Yes. Um, shout out to everybody who left the question, yes. um, especially Danny, Danny and Leo. Uh, yes, yeah, big Tries time. Fan podcast. Um, they've been they've been listening to Bleeding Blue even before Bleeding Blue became a Giants history podcast. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Snacks, do you have any final words yes amen to exactly what you just said thank you guys for giving us some material to talk about it's always fun we uh giants history is it's a good history um because the present sucks um you can cut that actually don't because we do suck no um yeah no we suck but no no this is this is why we do it so justin tweeting it out at like 12 o'clock today noon and you guys filling the DMs and and everything with uh, with stories and whatnot for us to talk about is is so greatly appreciated. Um, I don't know if Anthony went to Albany, but I could probably assume that he was a camp goer every year. And um, camp going every year is it's a national pastime that obviously yep. Justin, you know, you know better than anybody. You made your fame at camp and doing live recordings there as we talked about last week, but overall, um, I need, I need another Super Bowl, and I need it soon, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week, keep on bleeding blue, and peace.